this is a special day, and I need to say, as I often do, but I'm very genuine and thankful. The music already has worshipped the Lord and has blessed me and you, all the way from the pianist to the violinist to the choir to the soloist to your singing. God is very good. All the time, God is very good. And I'm very thankful to be before you this day. To us, a son is given. A child has been born. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. And the extent of his peace and his rulership will go on forever. Amen and amen. And we hear that passage so many times from the ninth chapter of Isaiah during these days, and I love it because it tells us that this child, Jesus Christ, was about to be born. This passage was spoken and written 750 years before Jesus, before Christmas, before our celebration of the birth of our Savior. And unto us a child is born. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And he shall be called Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Please think about that for a moment. Can you think about a child that has the government on its shoulders? But this is a child. But this is not any ordinary child. And you know that, and I know that, but I want us to celebrate that today. And can you think of a child that is called a wonderful counselor? That takes wisdom to be a counselor. Oh my goodness, godly wisdom. And here this child is called a wonderful counselor. And mighty God, creator, planner, programmer, the complete author of everything that is good and real, this child is that, mighty God. Everlasting Father. Do you know any children that are Father? No. But this child that is born to you and me, is an everlasting father, not just a father, but one that lasts forever. And this child is to be called the Prince of Peace. Prince, the royalty, the wisdom, the knowledge, the truth that is within this child. Do you understand? Now, I think you do, or you wouldn't be here this morning. So I don't want to insult you, but do we focus on that during this hectic time? 
and during all the parties. I love the parties. We've already had two or three. And they're wonderful. And all the business and all the family events. Yes, yes, yes. And I love Christmas time. But do you focus? Do you think about? Do you walk in thanksgiving related to this child that has been born? And why was he born? He was born for you and me. And as we shared today, as I share some thoughts about this Prince of Peace, I want you to realize that there is a purpose in this child being born because, as I said last week, and I say all the time, suffering is real. Struggles are terrible. Heartache is all around. The world is a mess, and our emotions sometimes are a mess. And I know for a fact, since I know people so well, that sitting in this group right here this morning, that there's anxiety, there's heartache, there's grief. And so I know why this Prince of Peace came into the world. It was for you and me to know peace, even in the midst of the storms that are all around us. And so if you don't have any hope this morning, please hear the truth about Jesus Christ. This child that was born that is the Prince of Peace. And that his peace is available and will go on forever. That's not a passing matter. Now I want you to think about that as I remind you of some things where this child gave and gives and will always give you and I peace. Because this child grew up. <laughs> and thank the Lord for that. Now, I'm grateful for that beautiful baby that was born in the manger. I'm grateful for all the music and all the worship and all the truth that is a part of that. But I'm mostly grateful that Jesus Christ grew up 2,000 years ago, and he walked on this earth as a man and as fully God. And he taught you and I. He gave to us the peace. This child grew up and became not only the prince of peace, but he is the master teacher of peace. He is the master giver of peace. And I want you to remember that as I share just a few thoughts about places where he taught and gave and demonstrated his peace. I want you to think about the fifth chapter of Matthew where there's that, that section of scripture that we call the Beatitudes. And it says, Blessed is the merciful, for they shall be given mercy. Now just change the word. Blessed are the peaceful. <laughs> In other words, when you are peaceful, when I am peaceful, then God is promising, Jesus Christ himself spoke this, he is promising that when you are merciful, then you will be given mercy. You are peaceful, then you're given peace. That's the truth of that statement. And that's part of why Jesus said it. 
And then, blessed are the peacemakers. For what? They will be called the sons of God. Now, who else, who else is the son of God? We're talking about him. Jesus Christ is the son of God. Now, I want you to know that there's not a divine person in this room. We're all human beings and we are sinners. But this passage of scripture, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. That gives you and I the opportunity to participate in godly process. Because I will tell you the only place, one place, where there is absolute peace, and that is in Jesus Christ. And blessed are the peacemakers, you, me, all of us, hopefully. And in our peacemaking, then we have the opportunity to walk hand in hand with Jesus Christ as we distribute, as we hand out, as we demonstrate, as we participate in creating peace around us then we are called the sons of God because we're walking not in our divine nature, but we're walking in Jesus Christ's divine nature. And that's part of what he teaches us. And that's part of what you and I need to realize even when we talk about blessed are the peacemakers. For then you are called the sons and the daughters of Almighty God. Then Jesus goes on. And a lot of this peace that he talks about is involved in relationships. Now I know, as I look out to this group of people, I know that you've been hurt. I venture to say that every person in this room has been hurt somewhere, sometime in your life, by another person. Now I'm sorry that that's the case. I have been hurt. By other persons. You have been hurt. But in this whole business of Jesus Christ. Being the prince of peace. The teacher of peace. He is giving us a pattern. For you and I. To be at peace. You don't need to live in your hurt. Because. When the Pharisee came up to him and said, Master, what is the greatest commandment? He said, you love the Lord your God with all you got, mind, heart, soul, and strength. And you love your neighbors yourself. And I've talked to you about this. And there are three loves there. And I believe that when you and I participate and focus on and learn more about the three loves there, then we are at peace. If you don't know the three loves, all three of them, then you're going to be in turmoil. You're going to struggle with your own identity because Jesus Christ said, giving you peace, he said, you love God with all you've got. Now that is absolutely the foundation. Mind, heart, soul, strength, every part of your being, every moment of your day, you love God. And then because you know that you love God and that he loves you. Then you love yourself. 
Not in a not a not in a conceited way, not in an arrogant way. No, that is wrong. But you love God, and then you know that because He loves you, then we can love Him, and the love goes back and forth. God to you, you to God, you to God, God to you, back and forth. And so it's okay in that manner to love yourself in a godly may, godly way. And then, please, love your neighbor. Now, who's your neighbor? Some of you are sitting right next door to your neighbor right now. Dave, think about Jeanette. She's your neighbor. Dave, back there, think about that lovely lady, Marcia, sitting right next to you. She's your neighbor. Harold, Virginia, sitting right next to you. She's your neighbor and vice versa. And others in your family and others in your neighborhood and others in your church. And you know what happens when we love each other? We experience peace. That's what this is all about. That's why I'm talking to you about this. And I know that God wants you to love others and therefore to experience peace. What did he say in John 13? He said, you're to love each other the same way that I've loved you. This is the night before he's crucified. The next day he went to a cross. You and I need to go to the cross for our friends, for our neighbors, for our family, for our church family. We need to love each other in the same way that Jesus Christ loves us. And he said, and in that way, they, the people out there, the people that don't know peace through Jesus Christ, will know that we are his disciples. We are his followers. We are committed to the ways of Almighty God and to Jesus Christ and all of his teachings related to peace. So, yeah, we're to love each other. And it's all through Scripture. And it's not there as an arbitrary command. To be honest, it's there for you and me. Because when we love then it produces something very special in you as a man or a woman. It's very similar in concept when Jesus says, forgive one another. Forgive those that hurt you. Forgive. Now, that's not, that is a command, yes, but that's not just an arbitrary command for the other person. Who benefits the most when you forgive your, those that have offended you? You do. It's called peace. Remember, Prince of Peace. It's all through Jesus Christ. All through his teachings. And when you and I forgive those that have hurt you, and like I said a moment ago, everybody's been hurt, then you can move toward peace. And because forgiveness is the only release, listen carefully, I've lived a long time and I've helped a lot of people with this. But forgiveness is the only release for the hurt and the anger and the bitterness that you might feel for something that's happened to you in the past. Or that happened to you last night. Or happened to you this morning when somebody didn't treat you just right. So yeah, it's all for us in so many ways. But as we benefit, then we're sharing it with other people. And so Jesus, Prince of Peace, is teaching it at every point we, to which we turn. 
Now, I've talked to you about some of these things, and I know that. And I've also told you that I believe in repetition, but I've got to talk to you about this because it is basic to the whole concept of peace through Jesus Christ, this Prince of Peace that is our Lord and Savior. I know that everybody in the room is afraid. Yeah, you're fearful. You're fearful of all sorts of things. Now, I hope you're overcoming that, but it's part of our sinful condition. And so when you're fearful, what do you do? Oh, here it is. Don's always talking about worry. Yes, I'm always talking about worry. Because I know what I went through for so many, many, many years in my own life. Worry, 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 worry. And I know the devastation that fear and worry cause in your life. And I know who is very, very happy about the fear and then therefore the devastation in your life. And it's Satan himself. He is thrilled when you worry and when you're afraid and when you just say, I just can't handle it. Well, I don't want Satan to be thrilled. I don't want us to live hand in hand with him. And that's part of why I keep talking about it. So if you don't like it that I talk about it, then please tell me and I won't stop anyway, but I'll listen to you. Because I know what's what. And this is in the Lord, not just in me. But I know what I experienced. And I know what everybody that I talk to experiences. Somewhere. And what did Jesus say in the 6th chapter of Matthew? If you hadn't read the 6th chapter of Matthew, please go and read the last few verses. 24 through 34. And Jesus said, do not worry. Now, I'm just going to let it sit there for a minute. Because I didn't say that. Jesus said it. And if you're sitting there saying, "What?" Well, but Jesus, we all worry. We have to worry. Well, no. <laughs> That's not what Jesus said. Remember, he's the prince of peace. He is the master teacher of peace. He is the authority. He knows the absolute truth. And he said, do not worry. Why do you worry about all of what you're going to eat and what you're going to wear and all of what's going on in your life? Don't you know, and here's the key phrase, don't you know that this is what the heathens do? Now, you're not heathens. Heathen is somebody that doesn't believe in Almighty God, doesn't have Jesus Christ in their life. But that's what Jesus said. Don't you know that's what the heathens do? They worry and figure and fret and go through all sorts of agony. And he says, don't you know that your heavenly father knows that you need the things of your life? And then if you don't focus on anything I say this morning, please focus on Matthew 6, 33 and 34. Because Jesus said this. Don Solomon's not saying this. And fortunately, years ago, when I was about 40 years old, I read this phrase. 
And it changed my life because I had lived in worry for so many years. And Jesus said in verse 33 of chapter 6 of the book of Matthew, Seek first the kingdom of God and all of his ways and all of this that you need will be taken care of. Now, do you believe he said that? Then I'm going to ask you, why don't you live like that? Yeah, that's sort of a harsh statement. But please, for your own peace, remember this is the master teacher of peace. And he's saying, seek first the kingdom of God and all of his ways, and all of this will be taken care of. Now, who is he talking about when he says the kingdom of God? He's talking about himself. He's saying, if you will just pay attention to me and my love and my teachings and my peace that I give to you, then you'll, you'll be taken care of. You'll have what you need. But you've got to trust that. You've got to have faith in that. You've got to give yourself emotionally, spiritually, prayerfully, thoughtfully. You've got to give yourself to that concept. You can't just do it with a little lip service. Or you can't just do it with, well, I'll do it once in a while. It is the theme of life. So Matthew 6, 33, and then 34, what does it say? Don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will have enough troubles of its own. Well, do you worry about tomorrow? Yes. Please understand that I'm holding before you right now the truth of Jesus Christ as the master teacher of peace, the prince of peace. And it is true. And peace is a wonderful thing. And I'm thankful. I'm not perfect, but I've come a long way from that struggling kid that was 30 and 40 years old years ago. And I'm not any better than anybody else in this room. We're all strugglers, sinners, and yet we all have Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, the giver of truth in our lives. So please, do not worry. Now part of why he says do not worry is because in the 10th chapter of John, he said, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And in verse 10, it says, I have come so that they might have life and have it what? Abundantly, full. Now, let me assure you, that is not talking about prosperity gospel. That's talking about a spiritual fulfillment that is giving you and me peace. That's what Jesus Christ said, the Prince of Peace. I laid down my life for my sheep. And I am here, I am teaching you, he says, so that you can have a full, abundant life, spiritually, relationally, thoughtfully, and all of this thing about worry, all of this thing about fear, he's saying, I want to replace that with this full, abundant life that I give you. Now, I hope you're listening to me because I'm just going through some of the most important things 
that I know in Scripture. And if you're sitting here this morning and your life has been wrapped up in anxiety or pain or depression or the agonies and the storms of life, then please, please pay attention not to what I'm saying, but these are statements from Jesus Christ himself. And I said that 40 years ago when I read Matthew 20, I mean, excuse me, Matthew 6, 33 and 34, I just sat back and I said, oh, my goodness, God, uh, Jesus Christ is speaking that to Don Solomon. And I said to myself, is Jesus Christ a liar? No. And I started doing everything I could to live according to what Jesus Christ was saying. Now, I'm not quite through, so don't go away. Because the night before he was crucified, this Prince of Peace, who is right now facing one of the most agonizing, most horrific experiences that mankind has ever known, the cross, and all the brutality that went along with that. This night when he sat with his people, in the book of John we see this. And he wanted to give them something so that they would be able to be at peace, so that they would go forward, so that you and I will go forward in order to be his disciples, in order to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And he looked at his disciples and talked to them about the Holy Spirit. And then he said, I've got to go. Now, he had said that several times, but I don't think they knew it. I don't think they realized it. And he said, I've got to go. But before I go, I'm going to give you a parting gift. This is John 14, 27. I'm going to give you a parting gift, and it is the gift of my peace. Jesus said this. The Prince of Peace said this. I'm going to give you the gift of my peace. And he said, the world doesn't know this kind of peace. But with this peace, you do not have to be afraid. Now back again, is Jesus a liar? No. <laughs> Heaven forbid. Well, Jesus just said in Matthew 27 that you don't have to be afraid if, 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 if you will accept, take, receive the gift that he gives then you don't have to be afraid. That's good news, folks. Now, you got to accept it. You got to focus on it. You got to receive it. One of my translations, I believe it's a New English Bible, says that with this gift of peace that Jesus gives in, the, in John 14, 27, it says you can banish your fears. Doesn't that sound good? Would you like to live a life that is free of fear? I'm afraid of something very terrible. Sometimes if I walk up here to the edge of this stage and look right down there, this is all of three and a half feet up, up in the sky. And I have acrophobia, which is the fear of heights. Now that's a minor thing. 
compared to what I had when I was 30 years old. And so I'll put up with fear of heights. In fact, I even climb mountains just for the heck of it. So you don't have to be afraid. But you got to take it. Now, Jesus wasn't through because he kept talking to his disciples and he keeps talking to us because in the 16th chapter of John, he said, after he had gone through a lot of very difficult stuff, he had talked about persecution. He had talked about opposition. He had talked about heartache. He had talked about troubles. He had talked about struggles. He had talked about a lot of things in John 15 and 16. But then at the end of chapter 16, verse 33, he said, Yes, and I have told you all of this because with me you can find and have peace. The Prince of Peace. But in this world, you will have tribulation. You will have trouble. This is what Jesus said. But then he, that beautiful, powerful statement, he said, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You want to say amen to that? Somebody say amen just for the, thank you. I want to be sure you're awake because that's a great statement. Because in this world, you're going to have trouble. I'm going to have trouble. We're going to go through heartache. We're going to go through struggles. It's part of life. But Jesus is saying, in fact, some translations say, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So even in the heartaches and the anxieties and the struggles that you and I go through. Now, what have I said today? I've said a lot of things that I believe in absolutely just as surely as I'm sitting here before you. I am asking, I am begging, I am pleading, I am praying that every man and every woman in this room will hear what Jesus is saying. Not what Don is saying, but I'm thrilled to say it because I believe it and I do what I can to live it and I've learned it, and I'm telling you, it works. <laughs> Do you hear what I'm saying? It works. And it can work for you, man or woman, just as it works for me. Because it is not in us, except that you have Christ and the Holy Spirit in your life. And so, yeah, this Christmas season, I love Advent. Hope last week. Peace this week, joy next week, love the next week, music, celebrations, fun, parties. Yeah. But most of all, Jesus Christ as the Prince of Peace. Let's pray, please.